be live in three, two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast. And wow, what a show tonight. My studio audience has been waiting outside. I finally let them in. And it's because we have got Dr. Dre in the house. Not that Dr. Dre, but rather uh, Andrea uh, Winchenbaugh, um, who is a friend of mine and a um, sister of a very good friend of mine named Nicole. And um, I got to tell you, it, uh, just like all the rest of the Lamros, um, she is such a fun and amazing person, fun to be around, smart, great sense of humor, uh, busy single mother, and I'm so honored to have her on the show. So, Andrea, thank you for being here. For having me. I'm Absolutely. super excited to be here. Oh, good. Good, good, good. All right. So we're going to play a game called 20 Questions, and it always starts in the same way, and that's with question number one. Do you believe in the power of positive thinking? Oh, yes. 100%. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, um, Absolutely. Yes. Would you, would you care to uh, give more color commentary on that position? Oh, boy. I have so much I could say about that. It is, for myself, it is the only way. Because yes. I can see when I am not in a good mental space, how bad things go. <clears throat> yep. And how, if you can just change that around, what you think about, you bring about, is what I like to say. It's so true. And, you know, it's not to get super metaphysical here, but I feel like everything has a certain vibration to it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's you, you've been at a party or a concert or a restaurant and there's just certain that you can just feel like everyone's in a good mood and you can just feel it. You can feel the vibration. You can feel the vibe. And then you go to another place and it's like everyone's cranky and angry and pissed off and tired and you can feel that vibe too. So all you, you can't do anything about what other people are doing, right? But all you can do is add in your own positive vibration to the equation every time. And it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. difference. And then I think the people that are around you that are cranky and negative totally appreciate it, and then it can bring their vibe up. Yes, that's right. Uh, osmosis, positive osmosis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next question. Will you, you are such a talented photographer. You've got such an eye. Will you ever get back into professional photography? I would love to. I don't know. I've thought about that recently, that my life is missing the creative piece these days. So it's always something I would love to get back to. Mm -hmm. um, weddings? No. Just because they're so long. It's such, a, it's such a time commitment. Yeah. Where I love the day. I love the pictures you get from it. But it's such a time commitment of an entire day. The prep that goes into it. The work after it. Right. Um, so probably not that. But maybe families. Yep. Maybe something like that. I always struggled with the schedule of it because it's always, well, if you want like really great outdoor pictures, it's like sunset or right around then. Yeah. And so you're like waiting all day to do that. So that's what I kind of didn't like. Yep. Um, and I think I got away from it more when the boys were born and it's so much weekend work and night work. So right. So work at that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to back to something creative some photography of some sort the cool sure. thing about photography is 
you know, my, my brother's a big photography guy too. And, and it's, it's something that you can, if you wanted to pick it up in 10 years, you could. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's, you don't have to be young to do it. And in some ways being older might even give you a di different and better perspective. So, you know, it's, it's that type of skill where it doesn't expire, you know? Completely. Yes. Yeah. And you can do so many different things with it too, whether you did advertising or headshots or whatever. There's so many different ways you can do it. Totally. Senior pictures. Senior pictures. Those are hard. There was a guy. Tough, tough crowd. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. I, well, I was going to say tough crowd to weddings, but I think senior pictures are tough too because you got the moms. There was a guy before the digital age. Um, his name was Jerry Goldsmith, and he had the market cornered on senior portraits. And he had like five high schools, like 3,000 kids. And every year it was like you had to fight to get a spot to get him. He charged so much money. And, but he was just always busy and, and, and he always killed it. And then just even he, though, when digital photography became so accessible, even he got hurt. It was hard to be yeah. a photographer after that. Yep. Hey, so when you were born, right, all, all that time ago, when you were born, what was 27 your... 27 years ago. That's right. 27 years ago. Thank you for clarifying. Um, what was your middle name? Well, I did not have one. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Now, you have one now, though. Okay, but I was not monogramming my sweaters like my sister with fake names. No, that's true. <laughs> it never bothered me. <laughs> that's... <laughs> well, see, there's the key. It didn't bother you. So, and I, I always think, like, okay, why did these parents, such wonderful parents, your parents, but why did they give them no middle name? But Todd had one. And it has to be this old New England tradition of, well, when they get married... They'll take their maiden name, they'll put it in their middle name, and they'll take their husband's last name. Yes, that was my understanding. Right. And that was exactly what I did. So I did not hyphenate it, but Lamoureux became legally my middle name. Right. And then Winchambaugh was my last name. But go. now that I've gone back, I have no middle name anymore. So you never, oh, you, oh, okay. Good to know. So you, yes. are, you are free of a middle name. You are emancipated from your middle name. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, speaking of your sister, do um, when you think back <clears throat> growing up, did you share your sister's skepticism of the Easter Bunny and other terrifying and horrifying creatures? No. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are completely different on the the fear factor scale. I think she's different than everybody on the fear factor scale. I I got to tell you, of speaking of photography. I think that picture, I don't know who took it, but it's got you, Todd, and Nicole in it, and the Easter Bunny's there, and to this day, uh, I don't think I've seen a more poignant uh, photograph that tells a story like that one does. I mean, it's just the, the, the look of who is this person. And you're, and, but the, but the, the perfect juxtaposition to that is you have this picture of like, I'm with the Easter Bunny! Exactly. <laughs> Motherfuckers, look who I'm with. <laughs> like, this is the best day of my life. My it, sister's terrified. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, here's, here's, a, here's a geography question. How many countries have you visited in your life? Oh, God. Um, how many countries? I think three. Mm-hmm. Well, can we include where we live? Sure. Um, so Aruba and then... 
think London is the only other place I've been overseas. Okay. So is that true? Or Canada? Canada for can- sure. Yep. Yep. So never any other Caribbean besides Aruba? Oh no, Grand Cayman. Okay. So we got Grand Cayman, we got Aruba, we got the UK, yep. we got Canada, we got USA. That's five. Yep. That's pretty good. I think that's it. I think that's it. You got some stamps in your passport. There's nothing wrong with that. A couple. A couple. What is your dream vacation spot? Ooh. Uh, Bali. Nice. That is not what I expected I to hear. Bali and a safari. Okay, so talk such different experiences. Why Bali? Oh, completely different. So Bali, like just the whole idea of the peacefulness of it, the beauty of it. Is that where they have the little huts over the water? I think that. I think that. Well, I think they they probably have them there in Bali. Sure, I'm gonna go. Yes, I'm gonna say yes. Right. Yeah. A little hut somewhere we can just be quiet and yoga and meditate and all that kind of stuff and eat delicious food. Yes. Love that. <clears throat> yeah. Every time I see it in a magazine, in a movie, anywhere, it's like, that's where I want to go. Yes. Because it's not yeah. that, because sometimes, I've been to Caribbean a bunch, but there are certain, you know, you get these big, huge, you know, cruise ships, and you got this, I don't want to say, pardon me for anybody in my audience or listening, I don't want to say that people that go to all-inclusives tend to be a little bit tacky and cheesy, but it can happen. It can happen. <laughs> You know, and then you get the, then you get, you mentioned Canada. Canadians are a little bit different. You mix some Canadians into the mix and the next thing you know, it's a whole different story. They're loud. Whereas you go to Bali and it's like, it's truly a laid back experience. Like I've never been there, but I've had some friends that have done a lot of business there and it's just mellow as can be. Yes. Yes. Just the whole spiritual aspect to that whole thing. I think it would be lovely. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, speaking of spiritual aspect of things, what can you tell me about being a life coach? Uh, it's the best work in the world, and I would love to do it full time. Nice. Now, how it's you so great. you got certified? I got certified, so I am a certified professional life coach and a certified happiness life coach. What? working on my certification for goal setting and life purpose. Okay. Well. You are educating me now. I now I knew that there was a certification for life coach because I remember I, I knew a guy that owned a frame shop in Portsmouth and he was telling me all about it and it sounded so cool, but you're telling me that there are then sub certifications underneath that for different disciplines yes. of life coach? Yes. Oh. Yes. And it's completely unregulated, so you don't need any of it. And it can be whatever you want it to be. Um, but I like to learn, so I like to get those certifications. But, yeah, it's the best ever. It's, I've been spending my weekends when my kids are with their dad mm-hmm. doing Saturdays, and I have people that, are, that have signed up that I'm doing four weeks, four weeks of sessions, which is every other week for me. Oh, wow. um, but it is amazing. And it's like just to touch base with them every other Saturday. And when you hear them start with, okay, so guess what happened over the last two weeks? You know, just to start with that is That's like the awesome. best ever. Yeah. It's the best. I mean, just the best. Be- people like tuning into themselves and what they really want. Is yeah. Really awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the best kind of work, no matter what it is, is rewarding work. Work that makes you feel yes. 
like accomplished in some way. Anyway, it doesn't matter if it's baking a cake if you're a baker or helping somebody figure something out if you're a life coach. Um, and if you can find something that you love to do that makes other people also feel good about improving themselves, I mean, does it get yeah. any better than that? That's great. It really doesn't. That's it awesome. really doesn't. Yep. And it can be anything, you know, but we just say, don't shut on me and I won't shut on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If everyone just followed that one simple little motto, wouldn't it be a better place? Take yes. that word out of your vocabulary and you just feel all this pressure that people have for what they should be doing and it's nothing that they want to be doing. Oh and it's so God. nice to see that lift. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now you went to uh, you went to a school called the University of Rhode Island, URI. Yes. I sure did. And uh, that that's the, the fighting Rams, is that right? Are they the Rams? They are the Rams. The Rams. Now, there's a, I think, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I think the most famous alumni of URI, at least in the last, I'm going to say, 25 years, uh, is Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom uh, went to URI, played, oh, did you not know that? No, Khloe Kardashian's ex-husband? That's him. I mean, well, there's the answer. My, my question was going to be, was Lamar Odom at URI when you were there? And I guess the answer is no. <laughs> idea i have no idea but the basketball team was like the only thing sports wise that i would have remembered as being like reputable yep. when i was there yep it was a guy with the last name fox i remember that but i don't know he's got to be younger than me though he's got to be way younger so i think he was there and i'm not going to put any kind of i don't i'm not going to date you as far as where you were at you know what what year it was when you were there but i think he was there around 96 97 funny then i just missed him okay okay yeah because you huh. started in like 2000 2001 right i started in like yeah, 2005 <laughs> just missed 2005 right just missed him by a decade hey that what is, is that's that's all right it ma- hey <laughs> that's right <laughs> exactly all right so what is the most dangerous thing that you've ever done the most dangerous thing, oh, skydiving. Oh, you went skydiving? Yes. No way. Wait, did you go with Todd that time? No, no. I went with my high school boyfriend, or it was right after college, or I think I was still in college, and he had just graduated or something. Oh, my goodness. And he had always wanted to do it. And so I got it for him as his, I think it was college, his college graduation gift. Mm-hmm. And we went, yeah, we were out in Western Mass, in Orange Mass, and yeah, wow. jumped out of a plane. I'm so glad, I would never do it again, but I'm so glad I did it. Okay, so I'm assuming, I, that's something I'll never do. I just, I, I have no problem admitting that it it terrifies me just to think about it. I know that I'd be one of those people that would just be like, no, I'm not jumping, I'm not going to go. So you were, you were tandem, I'm assuming. Yes, I would never be able to do it the other way. So you jump out, and how long are you falling before you pull the cord or your tandem guy pulls the cord for you? So I think the free fall, I think it was like 30 seconds total. Okay. But it must have felt like five minutes. Oh, it feels like forever. Right. (laughs) And I remember, so the only training we had was in like the trailer on this air strip 
and we had to like they literally took the couch cushions off of the couch and put them on the floor and you had to lie on the floor and put like your arms and legs up like in that skydiving position and that's how they trained you how to do it <laughs> lying it seems like perfectly good training more than more than enough like, it's like this is all you have to do out of the plane and you're so out of your mind that you'll see I have to show you the video I have a video of it and you see like so far after I jumped out you see my arms and legs go in the right position because you don't even like losing your mind I was like flailing and flying all over the place oh my god oh because oh I see so when you first get out you're doing a little tumble and then the minute you do that thing with your arms it kind of like captures it stabilizes Yep, yep, and wow. they pump up that little balloon thing. There's some, like, balloon kind of stabilizer that goes up first. And then yep. you free fall, and he watches his altimeter and then pulls the thing. But and yet, you, you have no clue what you're doing, so I can't imagine these people that do it by themselves. I would have splatted on the ground. Well, right, and so then you pull the thing, and then how long are how long is the rest of the trip? Is it, like, 20 uh, minutes, 10 minutes? It was so cool. It was so beautiful because then you're, like, you can literally pull down on the handles on either side and like turn to the right or turn to the left, pull them both down at the same time and you could stop in midair. Like it was really, really, really cool and so beautiful. And that was maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes. Wow. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. It felt like a long time. That is so cool. It was well, really, really cool. I wish I had enough guts to, but I just simply don't. I'm not interested. Yeah. Hey, so here's a question. Um, why, why doesn't your youngest son have more energy? <laughs> oh my God. He's like a Mexican jumping bean. Then it's, I wish my battery worked like his. Me too. <clears throat> Me too. Sometimes I say to him, I'm like, Drew, our energies are just clashing right now. I need you to stop. <laughs> Got you on that one, Mom. Roger. Roger that. <laughs> Roger that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. He has more energy. He just goes, 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 goes. From yep. the minute he wakes up, the first thing out of his mouth is just like this big, funny saying or smile or whatever, and he's off. Yeah. It's it's a yeah. good way to be. Um, yeah. Are you a Patriots fan or are you a Tom Brady fan? Tom Brady fan. Oh, Honesty. I like the honesty. God bless 100%. you. Yes. There are so oh many. Oh my God, I was so excited to watch him in the Super Bowl. I was rooting for him the weeks prior in the championships. I couldn't wait to watch him win again. I just, yes, I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. Well, that is so refreshing to hear because, so I, I've been a Raiders fan of all things since I was five years old, and I've never stopped being a Raiders fan. Even when you guys, or the Patriots, we're winning all these championships. I never once thought of, and we really sucked during that time. I never thought about switching. And I and, and during that time, I was not a. I didn't like Belichick. I didn't like Brady. I didn't like any of them. But now that Brady's moved away from the Patriots, I realized that what I really didn't like was it was the Patriots fans that I can't stand. It's not the team, because I really loved him going and winning because he's a winner and he and he puts his all into it and he and he gets what he deserves. But there are so many fake. Patriots fans that it makes me want to puke. Oh yeah, um, I almost bought a Buccaneers shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're not alone. I, half the people I work with 
were so they they rolled in Monday morning after the Super Bowl. Like, oh my God, did you see the game? I'm like, yeah, I did. The Patriots didn't play. Just a little news news flash. It was Tom Brady on a different team. <laughs> but I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. No, at all. not no, bitter at all. No, 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 no. Hey, what's your favorite bar in Nashville? Oh, Crazy Town. Crazy Town. Okay, right on the main drag. I'm assuming. Yep, right on Broadway. Um, it's three floors. I like so many of the bars on that road or everywhere in Nashville, for that matter. Yeah. Um, but Crazy Town is just a favorite. It's three floors, and there's live music on each floor. And the first floor has this great band, usually. Well, the times when I was going, we saw kind of the same band. And it was just a really cool band that would cover, like, Hootie and the Blowfish or even NSYNC, which was hilarious. And then all some good country songs. And then the second floor was like a mini concert, which was more like a band. It was almost like a mini Kenny Chesney concert. Wow. And then the third floor is a DJ. Fun. They would play like DJ dance music. And a lot of those, go ahead. So it was just like, you can get whatever you wanted, you know, on all three floors. It was such a blast. That's so cool. I've only, I've been there a few times for business and I've been able to experience that Broadway, I think twice. And a lot of, there's a lot of rooftop bars too, or at least I remember there being rooftop bars. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing I remember walking away from that experience was a, if somebody goes there to become a musician, which a lot of people do, I get it. But at the same time, you are jumping into the deepest, darkest pool of talent. Like there are so many talented people that it's almost harder to stick out there than it would be to stick out almost anywhere else. I agree. Um, Agreed. Because they're so good. But the other thing I noticed about it was that the people that run those establishments, they understand how to put on a party. Oh, yeah. They know how to have a good time. It is so much fun. And it's like there's no cover charge anywhere. So you just go in, you leave, you go upstairs, you go downstairs, you leave, you go to the next place. It's, it's so easy, too, to yeah. have fun. Um, yeah, it's really great. And then all of the bars that are on 2nd Avenue that overlook the river, those rooftop bars are really cool. Yeah, it's a it's a fun little town. It's beautiful. It, so yeah. speaking of, you're, you're a big, obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic, so things everything's changed a little bit and some things have changed a lot. Um, but you were, um, a huge concert goer. I think that's, I think that's fair to say. And you would seek out concerts and you took your, you know, your kids to concerts and your friends and everything. So at some point concerts will be back. Who knows when exactly that will be probably not this summer, but probably next when that time comes, when they become available. And if you could wave a magic wand, right. And you could see anybody that you've seen or not seen you could pick one concert and have it happen in a perfect venue for you who is that person that you see Ooh, i can only pick one uh you can do a little festival if you want to <laughs> a little festival yeah uh, i would have to say it would have to be the kenny chesney concert at gillette yeah it's just such a tradition that we miss that yeah. For sure. Yep. I've never been. There's nothing like it. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like hearing 60,000 people singing the same song together. And he brings the best people with him, too. So it's like such a lineup. And it's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's funny. I, 
you know, I probably, my dad lives in the DR. He comes up every summer and we try to hit at least one concert a summer, sometimes more than that. And, um, you know, and then all of a sudden to have that just taken away from you as an option, it was just like, what do you mean there's no concerts? It's it's such a weird, it's like you don't know what you have until it's gone. It's such a true statement. And live music is is something that has just been completely erased from everybody's ability to enjoy. And it's, it that talk about positive vibrations and making everybody happy, that's going to help make people happier. Oh, for sure. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what can you tell me uh, about the benefits of CBD? (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's so funny. I'm such a believer. I am a hundred percent believer that everyone should take it for overall wellness because it helps balance everything in your body. Yes. And now, but help my studio audience here. They're all, they're all wondering and people that are listening are going to wonder too. Um, what's, how do you, how can you tell if, cause CBD is everywhere and some of it's garbage, right? And some of it, yeah. I shouldn't say it's garbage, yeah. but some of it isn't manufactured uh, with the same quality standards as sure. other, right? So what would you yeah. say the most important thing to look for if you're going to buy CBD? most important thing to look for I would say are to know where the hemp is grown okay because hemp is a bioaccumulator so it sucks up everything in the soil that it's grown in so they actually use hemp to clean the fields of Chernobyl How no shit I did not know that how gross is that right wow. so they it's such a quick turnaround I think it's like 120 days or something so yeah it grows quick it all up, they cut it down soaks it all up cut it down so they did. They used it to clean the fields there. So it's important that it is grown in very clean soil. Right. You want so. that hemp to be grown away from the worst nuclear disaster on the planet. Correct. Yeah. Yes. As a starting point. Yes. Okay, that's good. I, yes. I wrote that down. Um, and the other thing is like a certificate of analysis that shows that there's no toxins and no pesticides and all that kind of stuff. Because yeah. there's some great ones out there. I mean, the one that I know the most, the hemp is grown in Europe, where they have had much stricter rules as far as herbicides and pesticides. So they mm-hmm. call it like virgin soil that it's grown in. Because mm-hmm. you can have people here in the States, you know, that grow it on quote unquote organic farms. But who knows what was there before? Right. Um, so, and, and we can say the name. Canaway is the company that you're familiar with, right? Canaway. Canaway, which is a subsidiary of Medical Marijuana Inc. And it's really it's really interesting. And one thing I was talking to someone about the other day was that Canaway recommends that people take fifty milligrams of C B D a day mm-hmm. for just general wellness. And the way they came up with that was because before the Marijuana Tax Act in the early nineteen thirties, all of the livestock and the farm animals were eating hmm. hemp. And so we were getting it in our diets naturally. Oh, no shit. And they, that's how they came up with the 50 milligrams, because that's what they estimate, estimated that humans were getting oh, already in Oh, isn't that interesting? I love that kind of stuff. That is really interesting. I got to... Right? Yeah. yeah. That, that's really cool. Um, okay. So we live in a digital age, lots of things on screens. But the, the question that I have for you is, why, why is it, why do you think that your older son never got into video games? 
Ali does is play video games. <laughs> is this a trick question? That, <laughs> that's called sarcasm. Um, <laughs> which can be a super annoying, I know. Oh but I, I just... Well, you know what, by the way, with COVID, I'm so thankful for it, though, now. Oh, my God, right? Network. Yes. Yeah. Like, a lot has not changed for him that he can FaceTime with his friends and still play and strategize and right. joke around and whatever. And it's been great, actually. And I will... I'll echo what you said about the... You know, so being online with your friends. So I saw my, my daughter was never into it. I was into it when I was a kid. But then I when, when it went from the uh, joystick to an Xbox controller, I was toast. I, I couldn't I can't I can't do it. But my son, uh, who's now 23, he used to be really into video games. And when he first started playing, it was your standard, you know, video game. You'd play by yourself. And then I saw the progression from just a regular video game to where you could like all of a sudden play with your friend down the street or your friend in Canada or your friend wherever. And they were all, they get the headphones and they're talking. And at first I'm like, well, that's really weird. But in actuality, I think that's the best part of video gaming today is that ability to have a social connection through an activity. If you think about it, it's no different than hanging out and watching TV. It's no different than hanging out and skateboarding. It's no different than hanging out and doing anything because you're hanging out and you're talking and you're, you know, figuring out who you are and what you like and, you know, how people react to things. So I think that there's a lot of hidden value to video yeah. games that people discount too easily. Totally agree. Yeah. Completely agree. And it's nice for me, like with Todd's kids being in Maine and he plays online with, you know, his cousin. Yeah. Great. And with my other cousin's son. And it's, you know, so we'll be like, oh, I'm on with Jake and Bryce. I'm like, oh, all right. Great. Perfect. Like, how cool is that? Right. You know? Um, speaking of, uh, when you were, when, you know, kids and being a kid and how different it is, how many times did you sneak out of the house when you were growing up? I will be honest with you. I don't think I ever snuck out. Wow. That is, now listen, you don't have to worry about getting grounded anymore, you know. I know I don't. (laughs) Nicole is a sneaker outer. I never snuck out. Yeah. Probably because I was already out. (laughs) (laughs) you didn't have to sneak i was probably just not home that is funny good answer no i never once snuck out never so speak okay so let's talk about what happens if you get caught sneaking out like i know you didn't but which one of your parents uh was a more intimidating and ultimately more effective disciplinarian so funny and I heard my parents answer this question for you yeah and I think it's I think that's a bullshit answer by the way <laughs> I didn't want to call them up because they know better know. than I do but um it's so funny I don't know I feel like I don't know because I, I feel like my mom I would say my mom yeah. was harder I agree Probably because when I got arrested or I had to go to the police station and she wouldn't pick me up. So that's probably <laughs> that. <laughs> that well, memory. <laughs> yeah. Look, I don't, I, you guys had a front row seat and far be it from me to try to proclaim that I know because I don't. But, <laughs> but if I had to just guess based on what I know about those two, I, you, you, I think that they'd both be equally stern, but I think that your dad would 
end up giving in and wanting to help quicker, I think your mom would be like, nope, you're going to suffer. You're going to whatever that thing is. Now, again, I could be off base, but it seems like your mom would have the ability to hold out a punishment longer. Yes. No, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But they always were on the same page, though. It really did feel that way. And that's the key to being good parents is you don't want to turn one of them into the bad cop. Do you think, okay, so you've got two great kids. Uh, You were part of a great family growing up. Do you think that it's harder to be a parent now or do you think it was harder to be a parent when you were a kid? Um, God, I would say harder now. Yeah. And I think only because I think more like social media wise. You know, it's kind of like we all would just be outside playing. Everyone would just be outside. You'd play video games or watch TV because it was that one show was on at seven o'clock. Yep. You know, and if you didn't, you weren't there in front of the TV, you missed it. And that was just kind of part of the nightly routine where now there's just so much access to so much that it's hard to keep up with. There's no missing anything. There's no missing anything. Right. And it's like, and nothing goes away. And that's the scary part of like the technology part for me. Yes. That, uh, you know, that way, but Yeah. No, I, I try to ask that question to everybody who is around our age, um, 27, and also, you know, um, yeah, yeah, and, it's just, and, and everybody kind of feels the same way, except there was one answer that it was like, well, you know, it, back then, it might have been, in some ways, ignorance is bliss because you don't know what's going on. So back then it might have been easier because you had this false sense of everything's fine. Whereas if you had a tracker on your phone or you had a check-in point here, you you might know that a lot more stuff is going on that you never even were aware of. So who's For to sure. say, you know? Yeah. But I think that's also, I think it's also that kids have more independence then and figuring stuff out without their parents involved in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like tracking now, it's like, oh my god, it's way too much. Or people like sneaking on their kids' Instagram and on the what, and it's like I get the value of it to a point, but yep. I think way too many people use it as how they track their kids. Agree. Okay, so let's say um, that you find yourself on a deserted island. Okay, and let's yeah. say there's there's plenty of clean water, there's shelter, there's plenty of food, so you're not gonna you're gonna live. Okay. Uh, and, and but but the only the weird thing about the uh, the situation is that you can have one movie, one album, and one book, and that's your entertainment. That's it. Ah, uh, one movie, one album, and one book. And that's all. What would they be? Oh my God! So movie, it's always Top Gun for me. Always. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Totally. That is yeah. an awesome answer. Always Top Gun. Wow. Always. Yep. God damn. So Top Gun, an album. Yikes. Um, album. That's a hard one. Tough, I right? so much music. That yeah. is a hard one for me. But I will say... I don't know. Maybe it'd have to be like a soundtrack. So there's a couple different people. There you go. All right. So let's let's say I'm I'm going to allow the answer a soundtrack to be named later. Okay. 
it'll take way too long for yep. me to come up with. I just like too many things. Um, in a book, ooh, I'm a terrible reader. Um, how about Eat, Pray, Love? <laughs> 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 That's a terrible answer. I'm an uh, awful reader. I wouldn't want the book. How about that? I'll leave the book home. <laughs> yeah, trade the book in for another album. Maybe that's what I would do. That's all right. Maybe that's what I would do. Okay. Do you think that it's harder to be a good mom or a good friend? Harder to be a good mom or a good friend. God, I feel like they're the same. Interesting. Okay. I feel like it's kind of the same. All right. So the the complexity of... so. And I'm not trying, that's your answer and you can stick to it, but I'm just going to throw something out there. So yeah. um, with a friend, right, any friend, yeah. uh, you can kind of dictate the cadence with which you spend time with them. You can dictate to some degree where, what, you know what I mean? Like if you don't want to do something, you can say, mm, I'll pass on that one, but I'll do something with you next time or whatever, right? But with yeah. a kid you really don't have the ability to pass. Um, like you were saying earlier, like when the kid's energy gets crazy, you're like, it's clashing with mine. There's no, you can't drop your kid off like you would drop off a friend and, and go be by yourself. It's like you're, you're with that kid. So, I, and I guess, and that's my way of, of saying that I feel like it's <laughs> more difficult from a, and this is just my own personal perspective, more difficult to be a good parent than it is to be a good friend. I think being a good friend is hard, um, but I think it, it, it you, there's an on-off switch that you can control and there really isn't with kids. For sure, that's a very good point, yeah. yes. That's when I would go out on the balcony and have a cup of coffee by myself. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in just a few minutes. I'm gonna be out on the balcony. Mommy time. By myself. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. we got two. We got two questions left here, Andrea. Two okay. questions. Uh, second to last question is: What is your Mount Rushmore of candy? So no. Mount Rushmore. I don't like candy. You don't um, like candy. All right, well then let's do it a different way. What is your Mount Rushmore of bourbon? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as much as I love bourbon. <laughs> I don't really know the types. Like, I don't, I just, I depend on bourbon to make me a good bourbon drink. But I don't know the different kinds. Okay. Like, I don't um, have one that I would go to the liquor store, go somewhere and be like, ooh, I'm going to get a really nice bottle of blah, blah, blah. All right. I don't know Then that. that's okay. I'm going to make it one level easier. Uh, Mount Rushmore of vices in general. Um... Probably popcorn. <laughs> oh, that's so naughty. Air popped? Is that like... <laughs> but do you mean like snacks? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, yeah. when I say vices, it's like, you know, something that's bad for you. So like, you know, uh, yeah, bacon, like, you know? Yeah, no. Maybe no. like... Um, potato skins. I don't know. I'm like my mom. It's like the potato or the popcorn. That was my favorite answer that she gave. All potatoes. I want a potato <laughs> chip. What, potato chip? Oh, gratin, <laughs> mashed, and fried. <laughs> she knows what she likes. Oh, I'm kind of like that too. Yeah, the potatoes. 
Yeah. Potatoes. Potatoes are a winner. They get a bad. Yeah, they 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 don't they get ridiculed, but they're but they're really good. All right. They are. Here we go. Now, this is I have a few uh, ex CIA members in my live audience, and I've got a few people listening online that might be interested to hear the answer to this question. So my question is this: Are you aware of any spy-like techniques that would allow someone to replicate another person's fingerprints in order to access their phone? Oh, I can tell you. Pencil on my finger. (laughs) (laughs) So he put pencil, he basically put pencil on my thumb and put it on a piece of tape and then went and put the piece of tape on my phone and unlocked my phone with my fingerprint. Jason Bourne. (laughs) Your son is Jason Bourne. And I witnessed that. I mean, it might have happened more than once for all I know, but I witnessed it happening one time. It was such a cool exchange because I got to see the way that you, because, you know, I could, I could tell what they were up to, what they were doing. And, you know, and you, and you could too. And you were like, you were like going through the motions and they would, they would like giggle and run away and walk out of the room, but like trying to be cool, but you, they weren't being very cool. And you would turn to me and say, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. And then the next thing you know, it's like they cracked the code and they got in. Oh, yeah. that's right. He put, he put pencil on the tape, right? He put pencil on the tape, and then he told me just to put my finger on the tape. Yeah, I think I, it was something like it was either. And that's how he transferred my fingerprint. Yes. Yeah, and then put the tape on my phone. And yeah. It, and, it, and it totally worked. It I was totally like, worked. Never gonna work. It's the wrong finger, and it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes stupid works. Stupid works. Sometimes it totally works. Well, listen, you, you have been an, an absolute blast as a guest. I really, I know you're busy. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we've learned a lot. Um, we've, we've, we've said a lot. Maybe we've said too much. Um, but I do appreciate you being on the show. My, my audience is standing and cheering and applauding. They've got big, huge Dre signs that they're waving. So they're excited. Um, and I hope that you have an absolutely wonderful evening. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much, Ethan. All right. Take care. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.